0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A. Well, we did it. Kind of. We made it all the way back to Buffalo Bills training camp. We made it through the longest offseason ever. We made it through with all the uncertainty, with all the shutdowns, we made it through to Buffalo Bills being back at, well, whatever they're calling it nowadays, Buffalo Bills Stadium, I guess, uh, with New Era Field pulling the naming rights. We made it back to players in the building and it's still going to look very very different this during this training camp because of the covid 19 restrictions which we'll get into in a second uh, with our questions here but uh, i just wanted to say good job folks we we've done it we made it through everything we put out some great content this off season both on the podcast network and on BuffaloRumlings.com and i'm just grateful that you all came along for the ride as always, you can leave your questions for next week's episode by giving us a buzz at 716-508-0405. We really appreciate the voicemails that you all have left us this offseason, and we want to continue going with those into the 2020 season. You can tweet us at Rumlinks and on Twitter. Leave us messages on Facebook or Instagram. Those are Buffalo Rumblings accounts. You can email us at rumlings at sbnation.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show and get your questions on air. Um, and as we get into training camp, and um, I was going to say the preseason, but we don't have preseason. So as we get into training camp and get closer toward the regular season, your questions are going to probably increase. So keep them coming and we'll get them answered on the air. Let's start it off with the aforementioned COVID-19 questions. Um, Will McDougall asks us, Do the four protected players have to survive waivers and make the practice squad before they can be protected, or is there no risk in moving these four people from your roster to the practice squad? All right, Well, let's back up for one second. Uh, what Will's asking about are the brand new four protected practice squad spots that are a direct result of the COVID-19 guidelines approved by the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Uh, In the past, practice squads have been limited to 10 people, but now they made the practice squads even larger. They took off the number of accrued seasons restrictions for veterans. So you can have, I think, 10 or 12 Players with two or three accrued seasons on your roster, on your practice squad roster, but now you can have veterans who have an unlimited number of accrued seasons on your practice squad uh, in those additional spots because they want teams to have this group of guys ready to step in in case one of their players gets COVID 19 or is diagnosed or is quarantined because of exposure to COVID 19. And they wanted to have players that could just step in and be able to. I mean, replace them is the wrong word, but be able to step in and fill the void at least for a couple weeks. And having those extra practice squad spots allows guys to be in your system for a pretty long time and get acclimated to your system and your players on your roster while also not counting as a full salary. So expanded practice squads are a thing, but one of the cool parts about the agreement is that four players on your practice squad would be protected. So they wouldn't be allowed to sign with another team's active roster, and the Bills could protect them every week, and every team could protect them every week. And so the question Will is asking is, How protected are those four guys? Do they have to survive waivers and make the practice squad before they can be protected? My understanding to that is, yes, they have to go through the waiver process in order to be placed on the practice squad. Um, So they have to go through waivers before they can be part of the protected practice squad as well. Um, I haven't heard anything official regarding that, but it would very, very much surprise me that essentially every NFL team would be able to keep 57 players Uh, It's also my understanding that that the four protected players on the practice squad could change from week to week, um, but we still don't have 100% on those guidelines just yet, so keep your ears open on that because that could change. Um, As you guys are probably aware since March... You know, there have been rules changing and guidelines changing left and right, both nationally and at the local level. So, you know, you have to give the NFL some grace there as well as um, maybe some of the language changes or, you know, a report gets changed to include specific language from the actual agreement. But that's my understanding now is that they would have to go through waivers to get onto the practice squad, just like a normal season. And then once they're on the practice squad, they'd be protected on a weekly basis um, during the season, not necessarily um, you know, as a blanket like this person's going to be protected the entire season. Now, they certainly could do that. And there's a lot of people speculating that they'll do that with Jake Fromm, uh, their uh, their draft pick quarterback. From the 2020 NFL Draft Just place him on the practice squad Give him a redshirt year Protect him every week So that you can have another player On your active 53-man roster So all that stuff's going to come out in the next few weeks, as we get down closer towards cutdown down day, uh, the Bills need to be to 80 players by their first padded practice, just like every other team. Um, you are starting to see some NFL teams cut down to 80 players now, because if they're at more than 80 players right now, they have to run split practices where uh, rookies and uh, second year players can practice together and then veterans practice together. Uh, If they cut down to 80, they can practice everybody together at once. That's another part of the new NFL agreement with the NFL Players Association. So all that's to say there's a lot of new COVID-19 guidelines going around right now. Uh, John Boccasino and Jamie D'Amico talked about it on the Believe podcast a few days ago here at Buffalo Rumblings, but uh, that was our first question. So I wanted to make sure I answered Will's question about the protected practice squad spots. It's, It's a big, question right now among Bills fans specifically around that quarterback position. So so thanks for sending that in, Will. One thing I did want to mention before we got off the COVID-19 talk is that the Bills did have their first player placed on the reserve COVID list. That's uh, rookie cornerback, undrafted free agent uh, Isaiah Ike Brown. Uh, Brown either has tested positive for COVID-19 or has been around somebody that has tested positive for COVID-19, and so he's on a mandatory quarantine. You're placed on that list for three weeks. You don't count against the Bills roster, and that means you can't practice for three weeks. You can join meetings virtually, but you can't be in the building. So Ike Brown's going to have a hard time making the roster because he's out for the next three weeks because he's on the COVID-19 list. Changing gears just a little bit. Uh, back to Twitter, uh, bmormon2020 asks us, in Madden, they gave Tredavious White an 89 with the explanation that his job is easier than someone like Stefan Gilmore's. I'm no expert, so what specifically do they mean by this? How could you modify the Madden ratings for Trey and anyone else of note? Well, I'll answer that second question first. Um, I, I don't care too much about Madden rankings. I haven't bought a Madden game since... I don't know. Probably it's on my Wii, so it's probably you know, seven years ago. Um, I, I when I play Madden, I'm still probably on the PlayStation 2 game with I don't know Brett Favre on the cover or something like that. I, it's not just not how I spend my time. Uh, I, I don't really have a ton of time to play video games, so I don't really get into the nitty gritty of that. Um, as far as the Madden evaluators saying that they put Trey as an 89. Uh, I think they did bump that up to a 90 after the fact. Uh, but what he was essentially trying to say is that Tredavious White is a little bit more protected as a zone corner, as opposed to Stefan Gilmore, who's oftentimes just locked one-on-one on the other team's top receiver. And that at least makes some sense. I mean, Tredavious White has certainly followed the other team's best receiver. Uh, We saw that in the playoff game against the Houston Texans. We've seen that against the uh, Cleveland Browns as well. So we've seen Tredavious White going up against the other team's number one receiver over and over again and still producing great results. Uh, But what they're trying to say is he has a little bit more protection over the top with the team's safeties, as opposed to what the... New England Patriots do with Stefan Gilmore. And that's a little bit true. Um, I think it's a little bit of an oversimplification to answer it that way. But when you answer something on Twitter, uh, especially a criticism, uh, sometimes your answer, actual answer can get lost in translation of the 140 characters. So I, I can at least give them the benefit of the doubt on that, that, you know, it, it was just an oversimplification answer uh, to a, a specific question about Tredavious White and Stefan Gilmore. Thanks for your question. When we get back from the break, we're going to break down my 53-man roster prediction, which I posted Monday on buffalorumblings.com. So don't go anywhere. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, let's dive into the 53-man roster projection. Uh, My last one before the end of training camp. At quarterback, uh, I do think they're going to keep all four of their quarterbacks, either on the regular roster or the practice squad. So I had them keeping Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, and Jake Fromm all on the active roster, and then uh, Davis Webb on the practice squad. Webb might actually be the isolated quarterback, the quarantined quarterback, putting him into a full quarantine, meaning he can't leave his house um, if he does come to the practice field, he's completely separated from the rest of the quarterbacks. Um, it, it's a way to prevent them from having you know, the COVID-19 virus spread throughout the entire quarterback room and putting them in jeopardy of not being able to field a quarterback. So all four of them are going to be on the regular roster or the practice squad. It's just a matter of if you think you can sneak Jake Fromm through waivers and onto the practice squad. And I'm not taking that chance if I'm the Bills. I want to keep all four quarterbacks. So I put all three Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, and Jake Fromm on the active roster, and Davis Webb uh, on the practice squad as probably a protected player every week. Uh, for my running backs, um, I did keep Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Tywan Jones. I think those three guys are locks. And then I did keep TJ Yeldon. Um, I, I waffled a little bit on Yeldon, especially because I wanted to keep four tight ends and seven wide receivers. So that's, I mean, we're pretty heavy on offensive skill positions here. Um, so Yeldon could definitely be a guy that I cut. But the interesting conversation I think happens at the fullback position. Um, I put in Reggie Gilliam over Patrick DeMarco, it only saves about $800,000 when you subtract DeMarco's cap hit and add Gilliam's, but um, I just think that they, they, they kept using DeMarco less and less over the last two seasons, and his snap counts have just diminished so much that it doesn't necessarily make sense to keep him at his salary cap number. I think he was the third highest paid fullback in the league last year. Um, and they're just not using him as much as they need to to justify that. Um, with all that being said, of all the veteran cuts that I put into the 53-man roster, DeMarco w- would be the one that I would could see them just keeping DeMarco because they wanted a veteran in the room and because he's stable and they can count on him. It's not that big of a cap savings where they're you know, just going to cut him to save $800,000. I don't think that's um, enough of a salary cap chunk for them to to go through that. So I had them cutting Christian Wade, Patrick DeMarco, and Antonio Williams, but uh, Wade and Williams uh, heading to the practice squad, Wade with the International Pathway Program exemption. At tight end, I did have them keep all four of the same tight ends that they kept last year, Dawson Knox, Tyler Croft, Lee Smith, and Tommy Sweeney. Uh, cutting Nate Becker and Jason Kroom. Kroom's a guy that could definitely play his way onto the roster. He's been on an NFL roster before, and he's really athletic. I've seen a few roster projections with folks cutting Lee Smith. I don't see the need for that. They love him as that sixth offensive lineman, and um, I only keep eight offensive linemen on my 53-man roster, so having him there as that extra sixth lineman really makes a lot of sense for me. At wide receiver, I was able to shoehorn seven players in. Some of them are really easy. Cole Beasley, John Brown, uh, Stephon Diggs are roster locks. Uh, beyond that, I don't think anyone's a roster lock. Gabe Davis might be the closest to that as the team's fourth round pick. But I've waffled a lot on the last three over the last few months. Uh, I did have Andre Roberts off of my last 53 man roster projection just because I thought that the Bills would want to save the money and the roster spot uh, because he just doesn't play enough uh, or provide anything on offense. But I was able to add him back on uh, this week uh, during my training camp roster projection. I also kept Isaiah McKenzie and Robert Foster. So Foster and Roberts are both there specifically for special teams. And Foster can be you know, your sixth wide receiver or whatever and and contribute a little bit in the passing game with a few targets here and there. But McKenzie is a guy that they like running those gadget plays with, so if uh, if they want to put that into the game plan to add misdirection, they can certainly do that. They can also do that with like Stephon Diggs or you know somebody else. But I just think that his role on the offense was so well defined last year, and he provides some depth at the returner positions that um, I wanted to put McKenzie on the roster. So, those are the, some big changes to my 53 man roster projection from after the draft to now. Um, on the interior of the offensive line, I kept it exactly the same as I had it in April. John Feliciano, Spencer, Long, Mitch Morris, Quentin Spain, and then the team trades Evan Bame. Uh, Bame was traded last offseason. We've seen Brandon Bean trade interior offensive linemen for future picks. Um, I just, I really like that option for them. Uh, Ike Bucker gets cut, but ends up on the practice squad as, you know, a nice depth option for them. At offensive tackle, I have Ryan Bates. Because of his versatility, he can hop inside at guard. Um, Deion Dawkins, Cody Ford, and Daryl Williams. Uh, Williams also has experience at guard, and um, it, this shows a level of trust with Cody Ford because they do cut Ty and secchi in this scenario. Um if Ford has made gains between his first year and second year, or and because Daryl Williams is so cheap, I think it could save them you know three point two million dollars by cutting Inseki and with the salary cap going down by twenty million dollars from two thousand twenty to two thousand twenty one, uh, potentially, I think it's just a good savvy roster management strategy to cut Ty Inseki here. And I know I'm kind of in the minority because everyone's asking who can play left tackle, uh, but I I just don't see how they can keep $3.2 million Seki and Daryl Williams and Cody Ford and Deion Dawkins and have four offensive tackles like that. So that's, I mean, certainly up for debate, but that's where I'm going. And having eight offensive linemen is a little bit low for me, um, but I wanted to keep those extra. Uh, I wanted to keep that extra tight end and uh, the extra wide receiver. Uh, On the defensive line, I also only kept eight, and this one is a salary cap uh, cut. Trent Murphy gets the ax in my latest one, and it's purely, purely because of the lower salary cap going forward in 2021. I had him on the roster. I thought that he would be a good player to have on the roster, and I wanted to keep him, but with the salary cap crunch coming, I decided to uh, get rid of him in favor of younger players. Uh, Daryl Johnson Jr. and Mike Love also get the axe in this 53-man roster projection, but would be very, very high on my list of priority uh, practice squad signees. Uh, maybe even getting onto the back end of the roster as a ninth defensive lineman. But here's the guys that did make it. Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, A.J. Epinesa, Jerry Hughes, Quentin Jefferson, Star Latulale, Ed Oliver, and Harrison Phillips are my eight defensive linemen. At linebacker, I was able to add Terrell Dodson to the list to make sure the Bills had a full complement of six linebackers, So, Terrell Dodson, Tremaine Edmonds, Voshan Joseph, AJ Klein, Tyler Matakiewicz, and Matt Milano make the team. Corey Thompson uh, is a guy that I would love to have on the roster. Um, He played a ton of special team snaps for them last year. I just didn't, I, I wanted them to get younger at the position. So, Dodson makes it over Thompson. But, I mean, if you flip them, I don't think anyone's losing any sleep. At cornerback, they keep five uh, EJ Gaines, Taryn Johnson, Josh Norman, Levi Wallace, and Tredavious White, with Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis going to the practice squad. We want Jackson and Lewis there uh, in case something happens to one of those uh, other cornerbacks. The Bills tend to go light on cornerback, only keeping four for large chunks of the season last year. So if they got rid of EJ Gaines, um, I don't think that would surprise anybody either. At safety, Micah Hyde, Dean Marlowe, Saran Neal, and Jordan Poyer. Now, I put Neal at safety, and if you take him out and put him at cornerback, which is where he's been playing in that slot cornerback, nickel cornerback, big nickel uh, spot, if you take him out of the safety position, they only have Hyde, Marlowe, and Poyer, and that's low. So um, they would need to add Jaquan Johnson probably uh, to the back end of that roster. But I keep four safeties and five cornerbacks because I have special team spots allocated on the offense. There's an extra wide receiver and an extra running back that are specifically there for special teams. And so you don't need to have that extra cornerback and extra safety that will be active on game day to play the gunner roles. So because Robert Foster makes it, I don't need another defensive back to play special teams. And then for specialists, I had Corey Bajorquez and Reed Ferguson. Uh, but another change from my post-draft projection, I do have Tyler Bass making it over Stephen Hauschka. Uh, cutting Hauschka is going to save them. You know a nice chunk of money uh, both in 2020 and 2021 they don't have the trust in him to be able to kick over 50 yards so it just it seems like it's trending that way with the money and the like i said the trust issues over 50 yards but it's going to be hard to evaluate a kicker in training camp with no preseason games so um that that is of course also up in the air as well. So, uh, if you put Andre Roberts, Robert Foster, and Tywan Jones in the special teams bucket, uh, you have twenty four players on offense and twenty three players on defense. So it's pretty balanced. Um, like I said, I would. There there are several areas there where you can see them kind of going back and forth a little bit, um, and taking away a wide receiver to add another offensive lineman or or some something like that with the running back position or the defensive line. But um, that's where I'm going. All of this stuff is posted over at buffalorumblings.com, including my practice squad priorities. You can take a look there uh, at at that list. Um, But I, I would encourage all of your questions to come in for the next week's episode. Um, as we get into roster battles and training camp, your questions are going to be key to what we are able to talk about on this show. Uh, I want to know what you're interested in. Which battles are you watching? Send those questions in to Rumblings at gmail.com. You can tweet us rumblingsq and on Twitter. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can call in your questions 716-508- 0405. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show Facebook messages, Instagram messages. Please send those questions in for next week's episode so that we can talk about what you're interested in during whatever it is Buffalo Bills training camp looks like this week. Go Bills!